his new beloved people, well, uh, this past night, precious people, the Lord Jehovah did speak with me in a very lengthy conversation, very, very lengthy conversation, lasting, I don't know, probably five hours or so, a very, very long, non-stop conversation. And in that conversation, the Lord spoke very, very powerfully. It was such a mighty, powerful conversation. And the Lord, Jehovah, He used my mouth, the person of the Holy Spirit used my mouth to speak. And I was speaking out to this generation. I was speaking out to this church, to the people of this generation, the people of this world, to the nations of the earth, to the current body of Christ, non-stop for about five hours this past night. It's very record. That's a record conversation. And I was speaking audibly. And what the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, put in my tongue to speak was righteousness. Righteousness. Remember righteousness. Tell your children to walk in righteousness. Remind your husbands about righteousness. Remind your wives about righteousness and tell your neighbors about righteousness. Give a chance. Give a chance to everyone because time has passed. Time is gone now. Let everyone talk about righteousness, even your neighbors. Talk to them about righteousness. Whosoever you meet, tell them about righteousness. Give a chance to everyone to know about the righteousness of Christ Jesus and tell them to adhere to righteousness. Let them walk in righteousness and live their lives in righteousness. Tell them righteousness is important, that they should strive, they should strive to be righteous. Righteousness is what matters. Because time has passed, let them now be in righteousness. Let them live their lives in righteousness and do everything they do in righteousness. And this is something they have to share with their friends. Let them tell their friends about righteousness. And, and that conversation was non-stop for five straight hours this past night. So, precious people, the Lord has spoken about righteousness and underscoring the significance of righteousness again and again and again this past night in a very shocking way. And so when I woke up, but the conversation was very joyful. I was very happy in the conversation because he was really affirming righteousness to the people. And I was telling people to tell their children about righteousness in that dream. And I was telling people to tell their families, their friends, their workmates, their wives, their husbands, their relatives, their uncles, their aunties, that everyone to, should tell each other, tell one another, tell the other about righteousness because time has passed. And we know very well that the Bible says, like now in the book of Psalm 112 verse 6, it says, Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. And also Matthew chapter 6 
verse 33, he says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. King James says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So righteousness is so key. The book of Revelation, chapter 19, verses 6 to verse 9, the scripture that celebrates the rapture of the church, the entrance of the church into the glorious, eternal, everlasting kingdom of God. Again, in that scripture, you hear finest linen, bright and clean, was given to the church to wear. Then he says the fine linen stands for the righteousness of the church. And in the book of First Peter, chapter 3, verse 14, King James says that if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. Why? Because you have an eternal reward. You'll get the crown of life, the crown of glory, the crown of righteousness. And righteousness, the book of Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So, beloved people, the Lord has affirmed, ascertained, confirmed, exalted righteousness this past night in a five-hour historic long conversation with me. And in that conversation, he used my mouth. So, I was speaking audibly for five hours righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. Teach it to your children because time has gone. Time has passed. Righteousness, righteousness, time is gone. Righteousness to your children, to your husband. Remind your neighbors. Tell your friends. And he said, because this, because he also said, because this is something you cannot keep to yourself. You have to share with everyone else you can. Talk to them about righteousness and righteousness and righteousness. Beloved people, the Messiah is coming. The Lord is speaking these things deliberately and intentionally at this hour. And you can see he has come out full force. He has come out openly and boldly, lowering the stairs of heaven in the sky, lowering his two messengers openly from heaven in the sky, down, all the way down, writing scripture in the sky, spreading out his glory, and then writing text for his two dreadful witnesses in the sky, doubling his witnesses openly, publicly. People can take pictures of the two of them. People can see them ministering together. The Bible being fulfilled in the eyes of this generation. The Lord has done coming down in his cloud, reigning inside the tent, cripples walking. The Lord has done bold things openly to reach this generation with the one message that time is over, the Messiah is coming, prepare. He has done his best, he has stepped out of his way. The Lord has done this 
he has stepped one million miles away from where he was supposed to operate to make advances to get to the church to try and help this church that the church may enter. He has come out openly to tell the nations that the Messiah can come at any time now. The Messiah is coming. And now this past night, the most important benchmark of entry into heaven, righteousness. Tell them about righteousness. Make sure you are righteous. Live a righteous life. In whatever you do, remember righteousness. Speak righteousness to your children. Tell your husband to walk in righteousness. Your wife to be righteous. Remember your neighbors and remind them of righteousness. Your workplaces, tell them about righteousness. The whole night until morning, talking about righteousness. In fact, until 3 o'clock, about 5 hours. 5 straight hours, this is historic. And that tells you of some serious gravity about righteousness in the moment, in the time we have entered into. Again, nobody knows the day or the hour. But hasn't the Lord spoken with this generation? May those who have ears prepare the way for the glorious coming of Jesus the Messiah. May you be righteous and holy. Toda, toda. Toda, Rabba. May the Lord bless you. Shalom. Now, I just wanted to share a little bit on the conversation that the Lord had today. And um, when the Lord did speak, speak relentlessly, relentlessly, he was speaking continuously in a very mighty way and using my mouth to speak this to the nations, to speak this to this generation, and to speak this to this current Church of Christ and to all the peoples of the earth. When the Lord said righteousness, it was a beautiful conversation. And he made me very joyful in that conversation, in that dream. He made me very, very joyful. I was very happy. I was extremely very happy in that conversation. Even as I spoke righteousness to this generation and to all the nations of the earth. Now, I know that this is going to be an unfolding story, a continuing story for some time to come. There is so much happening in this ministry. It's amazing. It's very busy. There is a live conversation of the living God. In fact, if one were looking for the defining, the definition of the living God, the true living God of Israel, the God of heaven, Jehovah, Yahweh, then you find it only and only in this ministry. Why? Because he has a constant continuous, relentless, consistent conversation with the church and with the nations through this ministry, showing that, look, I am alive, I am a living God, and I speak on a daily basis. I speak about my agenda, my oracles, I speak about my timeline, my announcements, and all matters that matter to the throne of God Almighty and God Almighty himself. Now, the Lord spoke like you heard this morning about righteousness, 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 and you continued on with righteousness. Tell it to your children. Don't keep quiet about this. Tell it to your husband. Tell it to your neighbors, your wives. 
all tell it to your wife if you're one your wives all of you your husbands and uh your workmates to your bosses um to your close associates familiarity friends tell it to everyone tell them this is the time for righteousness and in that conversation you also say because time is over this is something you cannot keep quiet with you must tell them about righteousness and righteousness and righteousness and we all know from the book of revelation uh revelation chapter 19 verse 8 where it talks about fine linen bright and clean was given to the church given the word is given meaning handed down from god as a gift out of grace and mercy given to the church and she wore it on that day of the wedding feast of the lamb she was found wearing it the church that was found wearing that garment is the church that entered and in defining that garment of righteousness defining righteousness the bible also calls right, the fear of god righteousness the bible actually equates the fear of god to righteousness and i want to address some very important issues regarding the current church on now that the lord has raised this matter of righteousness that our lives should be defined by righteousness the righteousness of the lord jesus in our lives in our daily lifestyle and so it is very important also to realize that that fear of god is equal to righteousness because you see in matthew 25 uh, matthew 25 verses 1 to 13 he talks about the wise church versus the foolish church and you see that the wise church enters eternity into heaven and the foolish church stays away is locked away is locked out by jesus himself by the lord jesus the messiah himself because he says to tell you the truth i do not know you and he locks the door slams the door on them they are locked outside in the darkness in hell where they will be weeping and the gnashing of teeth so that wise church that enters that wisdom is essentially equal to the fine linen bright and clean that the church that entered in revelation 19 verse 8 actually war so that that wisdom is equal to the fear of god which is equal to righteousness but uh, in looking at the definition of righteousness you see that any secular dictionary will tell you that righteousness or biblical dictionary will tell you that righteousness is essentially the goodness that one exudes as they execute their lives that it is being in a state where your character is spiritually accepted that acceptable by the lord accepted by the lord so he talks about character righteousness is actually a character so character that is spiritually acceptable unto the lord he says righteousness is a virtue so anyone living in righteousness is actually exuding virtuousness in their lives it means they have certain tenets of their lives certain instruments certain features in their lifestyle that actually we speak righteousness that talk about uprightness upright standing with god righteousness also is defined by a christian lifestyle that upholds decency because righteousness is decency a righteous person is a decent person you cannot be 
found in lewdness, in immoral dressings, and all these things that are not decent. Indecency that you see has consumed this world. And he says, righteousness is also defined by the integrity of heart, integrity of mind, operating above board in your Christian lifestyle, meaning beyond the reproaches, irreproachability, the reproaches of this world, the snares of this world, you know. He says, righteousness is worthiness. And you know, worthiness is holiness. In Spanish, it's even better because in Spanish you hear, hell is digno. Digno is worthy. Digno de adoración. Digno of worship. Worthy of worship. Worthy is also used to express holiness. That the Lord is holy. That his holiness is worthy of worship. So worthiness is holiness. Goodness is holy, is holiness. You remember the land of Havila where the gold in that land was good gold. Good to the Lord, nothing is good except it be holy. So it meant actually that that land was holy, a holy land. Now righteousness is also exemplified in the life of the believer by the observance of morality. When someone lives a moral Christian lifestyle, where they are moral, they are living in morality, then that can also be said to be a righteous Christian life, a righteous Christian lifestyle, the observance of morality. And that is very key, especially now in this world that is so much kidnapped and ransomed, the court that ransomed by the immorality and the moral decay of this age. Now, a righteous Christian lifestyle is also spelled out and defined in honesty. If a Christian lives honestly, that, that is righteous, just, is just to people, is honest, is just to all people across the board, he produces justice of the Lord in his engagement with people, and honesty, then that person or that Christian lifestyle can be described as a life that is righteous before the Lord. Righteousness is essentially holiness, beloved people, as we've seen. So when one lives a holy Christian lifestyle, which is the shunning of sin, then that person, again, can be said to be living a righteous Christian lifestyle, to be a righteous Christian, to be in righteousness. Now, righteousness essentially helps to separate out the church, the Christian. That is the only thing that separates the Christian lifestyle, the Christian religion, from all the others. Because our righteousness is in Christ Jesus the Lord. And the other religions are going to hell because they do not have the righteousness in Christ Jesus our Lord. So righteousness essentially is a moral high ground. In other words, high-mindedness is used to define righteousness in the church. And so in defining all these things, you can see right away there's a big indictment against the house of the Lord, against the present-day Christian believer, because they fall short of all these things I'm talking about that essentially bespeak the righteousness of the Lord. Now, the Lord also brings forth his understanding and definition of righteousness by saying that a righteous Christian lifestyle is a life characterized by honor. In other words, those Christians are living their lives honorably. When they do things, you see the way they walk in their lives, they are walking honorably.
maybe middle class or whatever classes you want to put them on, but these people are honorable people. You just look at somebody, the way they're executing their lives in the university as a student, as a professor, as a, a mother at home, as a mamamboga selling in the kiosk, whatever it is, as a lawyer, a doctor, a banker, even just the way they execute their lives. You see that this person is a very honorable person. So righteousness is also defined by honor, by being honorable, executing your life honorably, dealing with people honorably and living honorably, even unto your husband, your wife, your children, and the people within your engagement. Now, righteousness is further exemplified in the Bible and in Christian lifestyle by a life of innocence. So when somebody walks in righteousness, they have been uh, accorded uh, they have been uh, privileged, they have been accorded the privilege of Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, where the Lord slaughtered an animal and covered out of mercy and grace. Now covered, covered Adam and Eve because of their fall. And out of that covering, he essentially was giving a four prophecy. He was saying, no, this skin, animal skin that has come out of the blood sacrifice that I cover you with, essentially foretells of the garment of righteousness that the church will receive in Isaiah 61 verse 10 and also she will be wearing finest linen, as finest linen, bright and clean. In the book of Revelation 19 verse 9, verse 8 and 9, verse 8 when they enter, verses 6 to 9 if you will. But verse 8 defines that garment as the righteousness of the church. So innocence is very powerful because this essentially corrects the mal, mal behavior that took place in the Garden of Eden. So a righteous person is essentially a person that has had their lives corrected and changed. So that now the way they are living, they are living in innocence. They are living as though Adam and Eve have just been created and there is no death yet in the equation and the blueprint and the architectural plan of salvation and relationship with God. And uh, death has not been factored in, and they remain innocent that way. So it's about restoration that has taken place, righteousness. Now, the other thing about righteousness that the church needs to understand, the righteousness the Lord trumpeted and spoke very wonderfully. It was a wonderful conversation, and he made me very joyful the whole night for five hours. This is his story. For five hours, it was so much joy. He made me so happy to talk about righteousness to the nation. And I was so happy. I was so pleased in that dream because I knew that the Lord was making gains. I knew that this is finally the substantive gains that the church ought to make in order to enter the glorious kingdom of heaven. So they, they were moral, these are high moral ground, high mindedness. The Lord was exalting the church by now trumpeting righteousness that she may see through and now become the righteous remnant of heaven. So I said an honorable lifestyle, a lifestyle that is characterized with innocence, meaning not even your neighbor can stand up and point a finger at you, blamelessness. The Lord restores your innocence, and then blamelessness. When you live a blameless life, you can be counted as a righteous person. And all these attributes I'm talking about were conferred upon the church, as we're going to see very shortly, by the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the Holy Spirit presented that she may achieve these milestones in her daily life. 
be not anything wrong he has done inadvertently or she has done inadvertently. You see them all with acute repentance. You see them, them very penitent. They repent from sin. And I think all this I'm speaking is the exact opposite of what's going on in the church today globally. Even as you see in Nairobi here, the church in Nairobi, you know, that sometimes the food billboards that want to discuss about this, the youth and what, this kind of immoral topics that you see are the schemes of the devil in the church, even the dressings in the church and all this that they do here, Kakamega, Kisumuaya, this other church. This is the exact opposite of them as far as now. That's far reached, meaning holiness, goodness, righteousness means uprightness. It means living a spiritual acceptable character before God virtuousness, decency, integrity of heart, integrity of mind, worthiness, morality, meaning staying away from immorality. Now, just with that one benchmark of morality, you can net the entire church globally because the immorality has really swept through in a very, very stunning way, in a shocking manner that can only define the hour we are in. Honesty. Most of them are not honest. Lies are in there. You know, holiness, high-mindedness, high moral ground. Honor, innocence, blamelessness, irreproachability, purity, purity and separation from the world, from the moral decay of this world. So really, righteousness the Lord was raising today is going to be the most important single factor that the church will need to be able to see the glorious eternal kingdom of God. Now, I want to go further on to say this, beloved people, that uh, righteousness right now, as presented by the Bible, the Holy Word, righteousness comes from God the Father. God the Father exalts righteousness. He exalts it in front of the church this morning and from before and today even the more. He uses his mouthpiece to trumpet this to the whole world because righteousness actually comes from God the Father. God the Father is righteous. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is righteous, and the Holy Spirit is righteous. So really, you see that if you are going to engage with the Lord, then righteousness is a very important undertaking. And if there is anything that our Lord Jesus Christ achieved for us in Genesis 3.21, and also in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 1 on, led to the slaughter like a lamb. He was crushed. It was the Father's will that he be crushed. To take away our iniquity and sin and disease. So if there's any gain that you see Psalm 22, all these scriptures I'm talking about, Isaiah 52 also, verse 14, verses 14 to 15. If there's any one single gain you can lay your hand on and say, this is it, that the Lord gave the church plus others but this one, then that gain is righteousness because he finally reached sinful man to the triunity of God, God the Father who is very righteous, Jesus Christ the Lord himself who is very righteous, the Holy Spirit who is actually very righteous. So righteousness is the most, at this hour, the most important thing or benchmark or character that the church can strive to attain. And you know, this is a very important message, beloved people, because it comes at a time when righteousness is lacking most in this world. This world is most unrighteous at this hour. She's at the peak of unrighteousness. 
And so I want to address the church a little bit, the church of Christ, because I've seen a big misconception on righteousness. Of course, the Bible promises false teachers will come, but still it's important to redeem the sheep, to bring the truth to the nations of the earth regarding the righteousness that Jehovah Yahweh spoke for five straight hours today in the night in an amazing historic teaching by voice, historic announcement, historic pronouncement, historic decree, historic calling of the church, beckoning of the church, righteousness, righteousness. So, I want to address this. Righteousness, beloved people, as you all know now, is the most misunderstood concept in the Christian salvation. You just look at the Church of Christ today and you understand there is a big misunderstanding on this concept of righteousness in the present-day Christian salvation. Why? Because many present-day teachers of the Bible or preachers of the Word have actually attempted to corrupt this virtuous concept that our God has invaded in the salvation of the cross. Many preachers have, have, because of the great corruption of the world, that corruption has come into the church, and it has actually deformed, defamed, and uh, now misconstrued. Has now uh, they have attempted to corrupt this virtuous concept of righteousness, this virtue of righteousness that our Lord Jesus so horrendously and costly armed for us on the Calvary cross. So when you look at uh, the present-day Christian life, you see that there is a misconception on this very important aspect of righteousness. And I agree. I agree that righteousness had to be the greatest target of the enemy in the church. Why? Because if he does not target righteousness and they catch the concept right, they will all enter the glorious eternal kingdom of heaven. And yet we know that the devil wants to go with everybody to hell. So this is expected. This attack that has taken place on righteousness, on the concept of righteousness, this corrupting of this virtue of righteousness in the present day Christian lifestyle, Christian salvation, is actually expected. That is the fall, the apostasy that was expected. And knowing the way the enemy operates, you knew that this would have to be a target. Now, I want just to open up a little bit on righteousness, what the Lord intended it to be, that we may all be on the same page and footing. The righteousness that the Lord brought us through Christ Jesus was actually intended by God Yahweh to be a gift, a gift to the repentant sinner. And that is very important. Repentant sinner, not perpetual sinner, not repeated sinner, not skillful sinner, not professional sinner, not addicted sinner. He says, righteousness that God brought us through our Lord Jesus Christ, the righteousness that you see is credited to the church, was intended by God Almighty Yahweh. Jehovah, to be a gift to the repentant sinner. In other words, the repentant Christian and not the rampant sinner or the rampant, rampantly sinning Christian. 
So right away there, you understand that there is a big problem in the church. Because there is righteousness, there is those things about, which is brought by the grace, and their lifestyle that you see, even displayed on Christian TV and in the streets, tells you that there is the abuse of grace, and the abuse of the righteousness of God himself that he extended to the church. Because there is no way anyone would claim that they have received this grace of the righteousness of the Lord, the Holy God of heaven, mere mortals, receive the righteousness of God through the grace of Jesus, and then walk loose, walk naked in the truth, expose yourself in such a filthy way. There is no way our body is separated from sin, and you can see his original intent is actually to separate us from sin too. But that's why he provided Jesus. So God the Father Yahweh indeed intended that the Christian believers attain the gift of righteousness through his glorious son Jesus Christ. The Lord, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So he developed a mechanism in his blueprint for righteousness as a standard. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.